Also dominated TV airwaves. 
But behind the success was a mirage of cultic rituals, gay parties, and other weird things. Fuss at them, they're not doing enough, they could be doing more. Why don't you have a job? Fashion icon Kimora Lee was one of the closest friends to Kim Porter. In fact, when she died, he was devastated. The venture capitalist claimed that during their time together, Diddy made Porter perform some gay rituals during their birthdays. Whoa. For a fact, Gene Deal, the man who was in charge of Diddy's security, also claimed that he witnessed the bizarre happenings more than once. Not long ago, rapper Fabulous also gave some info regarding the same weird parties with Diddy at the center of them all. The truth is, most people want to go to a celebrity after party to rub shoulders and mingle with whichever stars are in the house. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304s so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Yo, I told y'all I'd be back. <clears throat> I told y'all I'd be back. 7.33 right now. Uh, just got back from my family's crib, brother's crib. They had a little dinner. You know, it is what it is. I'm drinking on some sangria right now. I am not currently driving. Just want to let you know. And I will not be driving for the remainder of the night. That being said, man, I got to say it. It's Thanksgiving. Hopefully y'all had a good meal. Y'all probably still eating. What the? Anyway, Jersey, Judah, and I'm back. Another episode. Another edition. Third episode of today, by the way, of... The Crimson Capsule Chapel. Alright. Alright, so on this episode, <clears throat> we we gonna be diving into the rabbit hole. I'm not saying that any of this video is true. I just wanna play it because it's interesting to me and it might be interesting to you. So what I checked out, um, what was this? Um, when I checked out the academics uh, stream that he did last night, because there's more situations on Jamie Foxx, allegedly. We might get to that. We might not. Um, but I want to bring up something that Ak mentioned. Shout out to academics, the Academy, King Academics on YouTube. He brought up something that was pretty interesting. And how this whole thing with Diddy, the allegations, and which, by the way, he denied the rape and other things um, in the lawsuit or civil suit, whatever. There would be more stories, um, more information to come about other celebrities, other women stepping out. And this is the problem. Yes, Cassie could be sort of the uh, how can I say it? Cassie could be just the beginning, pretty much, right? And we're going to hear even more wild allegations. Uh, 
I remain neutral in this because, you know, I feel I should have some type of responsibility as someone who podcasts to have sort of a reasonable, logical, non-emotional, you know, thing, which is funny, right? Because I was at my brother's earlier, right? My in-laws is all there. They're all Dominican. And, you know, my nieces and nephews is there, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, these bitches is playing uh, Puff Daddy. I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, y'all playing Diddy? I had to look at my brother like, yo, y'all know what's going on? Like, what are y'all doing playing this shit? I la- I joked about it. I joked about it a little bit, but I was kind of like concerned. I'm like, shit, uh, what are these people playing next? Fucking R. Kelly? What the fuck? Oh, we going to step in the name of love next? Oh, hell no. You dig? But um, that was just funny. Because I was just doing it. I, I was talking... I was talking to someone. I forgot who it was. I was telling him, like, yeah, you know, I'm going to have this uh, this thing set up where I'm not sure now because I'm bringing it up more and more. I might just separate the podcast. <clears throat> but then again, maybe not. You know what I mean? The Crimson Capsule Chapel. We can talk about entertainment. We can talk about relationships and dating and all that stupid shit. And we can talk about political business, man. I mean, why not? And it's the one stop. You dig? Um, that being said, going over this video, and this is like one of the noth- like noteworthy episodes where I have to play the disclaimer. I'm going to remind people that I do not agree or know 100% about any of this, but the video we are going through is from The Truth Is. Now, this is a conspiracy light channel. Um, they'll tell you that everybody, everybody who's a celebrity sold their souls, shit like that. All right. You can take it with a grain of salt. We're just going to look at it for the entertainment value. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of out of pocket shit. And I've gotten this video from academics because academics went through, I think like only two minutes of it. And then he was like, nah, this is bullshit. And when he said that, I was like, okay, let me pick this up. Cause I'm down for the bullshit. I'm down for the fuckery tonight. You know? Down for the bullshit, down for the fuckery. Got my joint, got my joint, all right? I got my little cup of uh, mucho mango mixed with some sangria. It's delicious. It's very delicious. And um, we're just going to kick back. Of course, I'm going to be pausing this briefly to give you my perspective. You people should know who Clive David is. Clive Davis is like... Matter of fact, let's look him up, you know, because just in case, like, this is for the people that don't know who Clive Davis is, right? And I want to, and I want to address this just because before we get into the video and why Diddy is connected, allegedly, to Clive Davis, um, try to look up his bio real quick. Clive Davis, American record producer. All right. So Clive Davis, who's 91 years old, by the way, um, Clive Davis is an American record producer and A&R executive record record executive and lawyer did not know he was a lawyer as well. Um, He has won five Grammy Awards and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a non-performer. This guy 
pretty much is responsible for Whitney Houston, if I can think. Uh, Whitney Houston, other people, um, Monica, uh, Brandy, the greats, right? But apparently there's a secret life um, that is involved with not just a Clive David, allegedly, but other record execs who make the money. It's it's what everybody says, right? I like how Nori says it. And uh, Hassan referenced this a lot. There's a door that you have to get through when you make it to a certain point. And some people will say, well, when you get to like a million dollars, when you become a millionaire, you walk through one door and that's a party. That's, you know, whatever um, initiation some people believe. And then when you make $10 million, there's another door you walk through. And these doors involve, you know, sexual, sexual deeds, um, things that one person will say that you owe them for you being successful. And then when you make the hundred million dollars, there's another door. And that door is supposedly, allegedly, human sacrifice. Oh, well, you got to get rid of your close friend to get to the next level. And some people will say that's bullshit. That's crazy. But you notice a lot of celebrities, they always have like a, a close friend that dies. And it's usually at the peak of their career, not the peak, but sort of like the jumpstart where it's like, all right, now you're getting into your sophomore album, but your first album already sold like triple platinum. Like, yeah, you're definitely going through two doors. You're going to the parties, you're learning the rituals, allegedly, of course. But it is said that uh, Clive Davis was one of the big wigs that was involved with all this shit. And some people say that he's responsible for what, how many deaths? Let me think. Otis Redding, they mentioned Otis Redding, they mentioned Sam Cooke, because Sam Cooke got, that was a mob hit. Um... Jimi Hendrix is all also questioned as in a person that's responsible allegedly by Clive Davis or with the control or order of Clive Davis. I'm not saying which way is up. I'm just giving y'all what I've learned throughout the years, right? Since like 2008, 2009, I was just fascinated with this idea that there are, in fact, secret societies. They are, in fact, in the music business. And none of us really care to know about it. It's not that we don't want to know about it. Some of us just don't care to know about it. Some people today will joke around and say, oh, well, he's Illuminati. Like, and, and people will say it sarcastically. The entertainers and the celebrities and these people say it sarcastically to poke fun at you. To poke fun at your stupidity while they're the ones allegedly involved in secret societies. That being said. That being said. You got to go through this video. If you guys are interested in this content creator, the content creator goes by the name of The Truth Is. Um, and <laughs> let's dive into the foolishness, the fuckery, the chicanery, the madness. Hey guys, I hope all is well. Thank you for joining me for this Truth Talk episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Clive Davis, the man behind the monster, P. Diddy. Let's Shit. get right into it. <laughs> 
If you have been online in the past few days or saw my last video on Diddy, then you already know about the accusation by Cassie directed at Diddy. Cassie was suing Diddy for an undisclosed amount for the trauma she went through in the relationship with Diddy for over a decade. Even though many people had suspicions that Diddy was a sinister guy, there wasn't anyone in the industry really pointing fingers at Diddy until now. Cassie came out and accused Diddy of not only R-wording her and putting his hands on her, but also she claims he turned her into his own personal love slave. Cassie claimed that Diddy would routinely have her participate in what he called freak-offs or FOs, where Diddy would allege... Hold up, I gotta look this up. Yeah, <laughs> freak-offs. Oh my God, the FOs. Not OF, no OnlyFans, just freak-offs? God damn. Let me look this up. <laughs> yo, yo, these niggas is bucket <laughs> freak off, <laughs> freak off, bud. Hmm. Burnt niggas, shout out, dude. That's crazy, bro. Uh, Fifty Cent exposes Diddy's freak off tapes with Cassie. What? Freak offs? Yeah, that's sick. I put in Diddy Freak Off and a whole bunch of shit popped up. Uh, Cassie Diddy Freak Off. Uh, 50 Cent confirms he saw the Freak Off pics. Yo, sick. Sick. Mm-mm-mm. There was actually a video of a woman, and she was bad, too. I ain't gonna lie. She was all right. Uh, she was going through all of the... Uh, she was going through all the allegations and it's like 20, 30 something page, whatever. She was going through all of it. It's like an hour and some change. I'm thinking about possibly going through it. I'm not sure. Just just for my sake, whether I mention it on the podcast or not, I'm going to probably go through it anyway. But it's just crazy because, you know, these freak off things. I mean, this isn't I don't think many people within the industry and even like spectators um, are surprised by this shit. That's the crazy thing about it. We have Cassie hook up with hired men. He made her get off the internet. She alleges that Diddy during these FOs would just sit in a corner watching and keeping his hands to himself. Cassie claimed that Diddy had her on. Nigga was jerking off watching it, watching his girl get plowed. Cuck worthy shit, man. The amounts of substances to be God. able to participate in these freak offs. While freak the world offs. was shocked and was expecting <laughs> Diddy to finally pay for his Freaky. sins, it wasn't at all what happened. Within 24 hours of the media reporting on Cassie filing the lawsuit, Diddy reached out to Cassie, deciding to settle the lawsuit out of court for an undisclosed amount. It is rumored that this undisclosed amount could have been upwards of $50 million. Yep. Usually lawsuits never end this quickly. This is unheard. Funny thing is, they say that the number is even higher than that. They say the number is even higher than that. Keep in mind, this is Diddy. He's a billionaire. I was talking to my brother earlier. I was like, you notice, like, if you look at Diddy now, if you look at a lot of his videos, the way he be dancing and moving around, like, the nigga's sus. He got sus written all over him, dude. And I'm not saying he's gay or nothing, but the way he moves is very sus. You dig? Definitely a lot of pep in the step, as they would say. Too much pep in the step. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's a cornball. Nigga's always been corny. Like, but, but the thing is, the blacks, we look at him as like, all right, he's a successful black man. He's a billionaire. 
And like I mentioned before, it's that weird situation that everybody, you know, with the tinfoil hats used to talk about of, well, these guys, you know, they do a lot of crazy shit behind the scenes. And now, I mean, allegedly this shit is coming to light. Now, as I said before, I really remain neutral about this situation. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, a lot of people like myself will say, well, if Diddy settled that quick, he has to be guilty of something. There has to be something that this man is truly guilty of for him to just call it quits like that and be willing to settle. Um, other people will say, if it isn't true, it's him doing the damage control because you got the woman from Danity Kane. That's another, uh, it's a, it's a R&B group that Diddy found kind of pop, had a couple of white chicks. They looked all right, black chicken shit, but she came out not too long ago and was talking about the possibilities. And then all of the people that were connected to Ken Porter and saying that there was foul play with that. And it's just like, everything is happening at once. I knew very little about Kim Porter. I've heard the name. I've heard about her death, but I never knew exactly who she was. I knew that she was connected to Diddy, but I didn't know. And I, I looked her up, I think a couple nights ago. Um, terrible uh, what happened. Uh, but there's a lot of weird things going on. A lot of mysterious deaths. Um, academics talked about it. I can't, I couldn't do this episode without giving him the credit. Cause you know, he, he, he dug up a lot of shit. And hopefully act know what he's doing because, you know, he's kind of opening a can of worms. You see what I mean? Um, you know, you're, you're kind of poking the hornet's nest. And, you know, Diddy has a large hornet's nest. A lot of stingers there, if you get me. Especially considering what Cassie was accusing Diddy of. Even though Diddy denied doing anything to Cassie, he decided to give her money to shut her up. Immediately, this told me that Diddy was definitely guilty of what Cassie was accusing him of doing. Why else pay her to shut up? It also confirms to me that what Cassie had revealed to the world was only the tip of the iceberg, and what she has stashed on Diddy is much, much worse. Cassie was with Diddy for over 11 years, and she saw the truth behind Diddy. She saw all of the sick demonic activities Diddy is into, Allegedly. activities that she herself was a victim of. Just imagine the amount of dirt she really has on Diddy. With all this being out there, it still appears that Diddy is going to slither his way out of this one. And by next month, this story would be water under the bridge. Especially when you realize just how powerful Diddy truly is. The day that Cassie's lawsuit hit the news, TMZ reported that a source in the NYPD confirmed there were case files on Diddy, indicating that he was being investigated for an SA case. People assume this was connected to the situation with SA sexual assault, DV domestic violence. Uh, you, you'll understand this someday. It's all crazy, right? So SA means sexual assault. Not long after TMZ reported this, they retracted the article and reported that the NYPD denied any allegations that they were investigating Diddy. Almost like the NYPD themselves are afraid of Diddy too. This tells you the amount of power. It is alleged, and I'm not saying that this is true, but I also will not say that it's false. I, don't, I won't say that it is absurd to say, but it has been said by multiple sources that Diddy has a lot of the police on payroll. 
Now, of course, there would have to be some leniency for Diddy to literally hold a woman captive, hostage, not hostage, but, you know, um, preventing a woman from leaving. This is like kidnapping, essentially. Um, This is why the sex trafficking, I think the human trafficking thing comes into play. And there would have to be some leniency with Diddy, meaning he had to have somebody paid off in order for him to continue doing what she's doing or doing what he's doing. And while Cassie was trying to leave, it was rumored that certain off-duty police officers and people would, would pick her up and bring her back. So, uh, I don't know. Or this man truly has. He can make criminal investigations disappear like some sort of magician. I'm actually surprised nothing has happened to Cassie. She actually filed the restraining order on Diddy after. Um, let's be logical. Let's be realistic. If anything happens to Cassie, it won't be now. It will be a year from now. It will be five years from now. It will be 10 years from now. The thing about these people is it's when people least expect it. That's like... That's like retaliation. Like, you're not going to get retaliation right away because you'll be guilty, right? And she'll just so happen to get in a car accident or a plane crash or whatever the fuck. While this is going on, people are going to look directly at Diddy. Like, yeah. Um, A lot of people say foul play. <clears throat> we'll just go through some of the celebrities, right? <clears throat> some people say that foul play was involved with the Aaliyah plane crash. Hmm. Some would say uh, the car crash of Lisa Left Eye Lopez had some some suspicion. Nobody can really point out direct evidence, but there is pockets of people speaking out and not just people like me that don't know anything. I'm kind of just a spectator going along with everybody else. Um, But people that were actually in the circles, close proximity of these women when they died and they all said that there was a lot of weird paranoid behavior insinuating that some of these people knew that their time was coming who knows i don't just speculating they broke up and i believe this is what might have kept her safe i'm not saying diddy cares about a restraining order as he's a big bad wolf but diddy knows that if she were to be taken out or go missing he would be the first person people would look at due to his restraining order same thing that would happen if diddy decided to take cassie out today everyone would point their fingers at diddy so if diddy is planning on getting cassie out of the picture he is going to most likely do it like it was done to kim porter he is gonna wait a few years and then take her out when no one is expecting blaming it on substances or maybe even pneumonia since it worked for the last problem damn allegedly 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 Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. <laughs> gotta gotta protect my neck here. I'll let this nigga crash out. What's wrong with the music industry? What most people don't know is that Diddy actually had a mentor that molded him into the monster he is today. Most of you should have heard about the powerful music executive Clive Davis and his contribution to hip hop. We Clive about Davis it. was behind artists like TLC, Whitney Houston, and Brandy. TLC. Back in the 90s, Clive oh, Davis oh, actually- oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> Hold up, guys. Didn't I say TLC? I didn't say TLC, but I said Lisa Left Eye Lopez. The L in TLC. <laughs> Discovered by Clive Davis. Whitney Houston. I wonder what happened to her. She died. She gone. She died. She gone. 
Oh, Clive Davis. Coincidence? Maybe. Diddy to a label deal for Bad Boys after Diddy convinced him that hip-hop was going to be the next big mainstream music. The story goes, Diddy was fired from Uptown Records and was looking for a new home for his record company, Bad Boys. This is when Diddy ended up meeting Clive Davis, who decided to fund Diddy's Bad Boy vision, taking Diddy under his wing and mentoring him. After becoming Clive's prodigy, Diddy became the mega hip-hop executive and mogul he is today, reaching heights he wouldn't be able to without a man like Clive Davis behind them. Now the industry for many years has been talking about this meeting between Diddy and Clive Davis, claiming that Diddy did way more than just show music to Clive. According to many in the industry, it was believed that in the 1994 meeting, Diddy actually got on his knees for Clive Davis and did some extracurriculum activities for him. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Allegedly. Why are you gay? Ay, ay, ay. Booty bad man. Booty bad man. Booty bad man. Gay shit. It gotta come somewhere, man. When you go through that door. <laughs> when you go through that door. Niggas cheeks is getting clapped. Oh, you in Diddy's mansion? You not just at the party. You at the party party. The freak off. Ay, ay, ay. You're at the freak off. I wonder if this nigga got like... I wonder if this nigga got like annual freak off. Like 13th annual freak off. Hell, 20th annual freak off. Who knows? Basura. Who knows? Who knows? This is crazy. This is very spooky. Getting very weird right now. Also alleged that Diddy would then end up secretly dating Clive during this time for whoa, five years. Whoa. For years, this has remained an unconfirmed industry rumor that no one really had any proof of for the longest. Now, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me verify this because that can just be hearsay. That can just be hearsay, which it is hearsay. But I mean, it could have been made up out of thin air because you got two suspicious characters and, you know, I guess, like, you got two suspicious characters, you know, both both have done and been accused of being doing uh, crazy shit. Um, Clive Davis issues stern message about Diddy? Nah, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Nah, nah, hold up, hold up. Nah, we're going to have to look at this real quick. This is clickbaity. I'm reporting this fucking video. Binge Central. All right, hold on. Ja Rule runs out the room. Puff got his towel. Ja grabbing his towel, but they butt the naked. Puff and Tupac was like a couple, seemed like to me. What? He got a boss, too, and his boss name is Clive Davis. Clive run him. Diddy don't run himself. You may have heard of Clive Davis, Damn. the legendary music record producer who's known for gracing some of the most unforgettable parties Damn, in the music him, industry's history. Got, got him with Puffy. Got this nigga with Puffy smiling. That's crazy. That's crazy. 
And guess what? The long-speculated secret relationship between Clive Davis and Diddy has finally been unveiled. What? Speaking of Diddy, he's not just a name. He's a force in the music business. You've probably crossed paths with his brainchild, Bad Boy Records. Collaborating with heavyweights like Notorious B.I.G. and Usher, Diddy's musical empire soared to incredible heights in no time. You know what's funny? Was Usher ever part of Bad Boy like that? I don't think so, but Usher has uh, also been rubbing rubbing elbows with Clive Davis as well. So it's this weird connection. I'm not saying anything spooky about that in particular, but we know about, well, some of us know about Usher and the Diddy story, and, you know, but nobody, I don't really know if uh, Usher really dealt with Bad Boy. Huh. But hold on to your seat, because here's where it gets really interesting. Have you ever wondered about Diddy's backstory? Well, buckle up, because Clive is about to give us the scoop. Whoa. Brace yourselves Whoa. for insights into how Diddy Whoa. navigates the world of young rappers under his wing, as revealed by none other than Clive himself. But before we dive into Diddy's involvement with young talents, let's start with Clive, because as it turns out, he's no saint either. The renowned record producer, Clive Davis, might just be the reason behind Diddy's massive success. Mm. However, Clive's making headlines for a different reason. His personal journey of understanding his attractions. He realized he could be attracted to men and embraced this aspect of himself. And... <laughs> Yo! Yeah! Niggas is bugging. Hell, my nigger. This shit is getting crazy. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. In the 1990s, Clive settled into a relationship with a male doctor that lasted until 2004. He never felt ashamed of acknowledging his feelings and attractions. Now, here's where things get really intriguing. Clive Davis has been in a committed relationship with a mystery man for quite some time. And guess what? The man in question happens to be none other than the well-known music mogul, Diddy. It's no secret that the Yo. music industry has its Yo. fair share of sensational tales, Yo. but this one takes the cake. Allegedly, in 1994, Diddy, also known as Puff Daddy and Sean Combs, allegedly made some questionable requests to Clive Davis. This unexpected turn of events comes after Diddy had a string of relationships and marriages that ended in divorce. The relationship whoa, whoa. between Clive and Diddy has been the talk of the town, especially with their frequent appearances at events and trips together. Despite Clive's attempts to keep his partner's identity under wraps, it didn't take long for people to connect the dots and realize that Diddy was the one in the picture. Their closeness is evident in the numerous photos featuring the duo. Many speculate yeah, about yeah, how they're... Yeah. I mean... Although many people will want to say, like, oh, man, this is these niggas is gay. Like, I don't want to take it there. I just want to see what this what what is pointed out in this, because this seems like some tabloid shit, if you ask me. But noteworthy, considering who Clive Davis is and what he's known for. Right. In the music business. Um. Oddly enough, 1994 was also the time that I believe Diddy started talking to Ken Porter. So that's also noteworthy as well. All right. Relationship might have contributed to Diddy's success in the music business. They've been close since the early 90s, around the time Diddy was stepping out of another relationship with a man. While Diddy's rumored to be gay, Clive is in a committed relationship with a man 
The first time Diddy crossed paths with the legendary Clive Davis, he was a 23-year-old musician. Diddy's fresh hip-hop ideas impressed Clive, even though they emerged from a fiercely competitive realm. At that time, Clive was on the lookout for an artist who could genuinely connect with the public. Luckily, he found that perfect match in Diddy. Clive paints a vivid picture of the music landscape back then. He mentions how R&B was booming, but he and others sensed the hip-hop revolution on the horizon. They realized that knowing when to do things independently and when to collaborate with others was crucial. Reportedly, Diddy was working at Uptown Records under Andre Hall. However, when he crossed paths with Clive Davis, things took a different turn. According to Clive, Diddy's persuasive words caught his attention. Diddy shared a vision where hip-hop would become a mainstream part of the top 40, transforming the music industry. To illustrate his point, Diddy played tracks like Craig Mack's Flava In Your Ear and introduced <laughs> Clive to an unknown ear. artist he believed in strongly, Notorious B.I.G. Clive was convinced by this... Now, a lot of people will say, you know, Flavor In Your Ear, man, that's Craig Mack. Rest in peace, Craig Mack. Another individual to die under mysterious circumstances. Granted, he was older, but, you know, that's another story for another episode. Um, a lot of people will say, you know, when they hear Flavor In Your Ear, you think of Craig Mack. Granted, you know, Biggie, you know, went on that. And, you know, Biggie was the draw of Bad Boy during that time. In fact, there was very few artists that was actually in that bracket with Biggie in Bad Boy, which was kind of the problem with Bad Boy, if you think about it. Just my opinion. Musical proof, and that's when he introduced Diddy to weekly singles meetings, foreseeing Diddy's role in the upcoming hip-hop revolution. For years, people have been curious about how Diddy skyrocketed to fame so quickly. Now that their connection has been confirmed, it's not a stretch to think that there might have been more than just business between oh, Clive and man. Diddy. Here's an interest. Nah. Nah. All right, we're going to get back into the video, believe it or not. All right, let's get back into the video. <laughs> That all changed back in 2013 when Clyde Davis himself wrote in his memoir that he was indeed a bi man who was into men and women, openly confessing that he had secretly dated many men within the industry. This for most confirmed the rumors that Diddy had to pay a dark price for his success. It appears that Diddy learned all of his dark shady tactics from his mentor Clive Davis. Clive Davis took advantage of Diddy, just how Diddy takes advantage of artists today. Some of you should remember the allegations made by Jaguar White against Diddy. She claimed that a former lawyer who worked for Diddy had revealed to her some very disturbing information. Wright said that Diddy had a meeting with singer and New Jack City actor Christopher Williams about possibly signing a demo deal. The attorney in question needed to get approval for some paperwork and went to Diddy's office to speak with him. Jaguar claims the lawyer said the door wasn't locked, so she didn't think twice about just walking in. When she walked in, she saw Christopher Williams performing a little extra for Diddy. This story Ew. by... Yo, you know how many she walked through that door. <laughs> she had to go through that door. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, not good, man. No bueno. No bueno. Multiple stories about these type of situations. One that allegedly had. A rapper, I'm not even going to mention his name because it's crazy just to even mention a name, but two 
one one known one formerly known world renowned hip hop star. I wouldn't say legend, but star nevertheless within the early two thousands to mid two thousand was caught with a towel behind his waist. Diddy had a towel behind his waist. It, it was just very spooky. And, um, I believe Gene Dill, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the people that brought that story out there. One of uh, Diddy's many goons and bodyguards. You know what I mean? Um, the thing about the whole Pac death thing is that the guy who was in the car, rumored not to be the person to shoot, Tupac, but the person that was in the car with the guy with the intentions to shoot Pac was, in fact, um, good friends. It was some shit like when when this shit happened, I guess, uh, Puffy was already reaching out to niggas in the West Coast. In fact, it was known that bad boy, they wanted a bad boy West. And the reason why they wanted a bad boy West is because Tupac wanted a death row east this was the story right and tupac wanted a death row east so he was reaching out to a couple niggas in new york of course he's from the east coast so it only makes sense and he would still have the death row you know moniker but you know because people in the east coast liked Pac, just like people in the west coast like biggie the whole east coast west coast shit wasn't real in a sense that um, the media vibe was a vibe magazine that really pushed that agenda. East Coast versus West Coast um, album cover, not album cover, um, uh, magazine cover. But there was a rumor that, of course, um, Diddy knew somehow knew the guys who were the Crips who were responsible for killing Pac. And this is verified because the guy who was responsible said that how Pac and Biggie, I mean, not yet, yeah, no, Pac, well, Pac and Biggie was was cool a minute ago. They were, they were cool for a minute, right? But Puffy and Pac were really tight. That's, that's the whole story. Puffy and Pac were really tight. And it was rumored that Puffy really wanted Pac. But that's just a rumor, you know what I mean? Something no, noteworthy, of course. Were right, although unconfirmed, was believed by many as they don't put it past Diddy. What gives this story more validation is that Jaguar isn't the only person alleging that Diddy was into these kind of activities. Exhibit also seems to confirm that Diddy yep. gets down like that, even claiming that Diddy took him to a male gay club to party party. Another person party, accused party. of these activities. The a- party party. Diddy. <laughs> Diddy! <laughs> Yo! Shout out Kid Cuddy. <laughs> Yo, can you believe that? I gotta bring this up again. The man on the moon, right? Gets his spaceship blown up, ladies and gentlemen. Diddy! Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Shout out to Wale. Oh my god. I would save that for a separate episode, but I do want to mention it now. And the reason why I believe all this shit in, in terms that Puffy got street niggas, right? Like Diddy got street niggas. Known thing, right? 
when Biggie was alive, he was that street nigga. Lil C's, they were street niggas. They were goons, right? All right. To be around those niggas for that long, something had to rub off on Diddy. Now, a lot of people say that him being around Clive Davis for so long, something also um, rubbed off on Diddy. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. So, I'm not surprised about really any of this shit. And the reason why I say it like that is because... Like I said, I've been like researching about this shit, like and like the in, the music industry and mysterious deaths and the Twenty Seven Forever Club, and I've been, you know, and that's by the way, that's like Kurt Cobain, Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin. Um, did I say Hendrix already? Kurt Cobain, I believe. Oh no, not um, Jim Morrison from the Doors. They all died at twenty seven. And that's supposed to be some number that they use to sacrifice. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Median by the name of Fat Drew, who previously told a story that is very similar on a podcast. According to this comedian, he walked in on Diddy during a Miami party while he was spooning with another man by the name of Felix the Housecat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Felix the Housecat? That sounds spooky. <laughs> Sounds mighty zesty. Felix the house cat? Is this like, is this a Batman villain? Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Yo, spooning who? Anything that you want to talk about? That I, want, I want to talk about. You want people to know about. I don't know if the story that I have about P. Diddy is a thing. Oh, I love, know I love about. it. You think it's something we did talk about it on the show, but you told us off the show. Should I just tell you? Yeah, I mean, okay. I'd love to. I mean, listen, this isn't alleged because you it happened. No, to no, you. no, so nothing alleged about this. Okay, it is alleged. <laughs> I went to a party on Star Island in Miami where P Diddy has a private residence. Mm-hmm. I had no business being there. Mm-hmm. I was with a famed. Uh, so I didn't know Diddy had a private residence. Yeah, this nigga's having freak offs. He's having annual freak offs. He's having seasonal freak offs. He's having spring spring break freak offs, man. He got a private what? Stop. Producer who was departed. Sure. And I will keep his name out of it because everyone there was taking X. It was basically me and like beautiful like ethnic models. Mm-hmm. Like kind of stumbling around. It's like, you know, it's ethnic, all like my man is telling me that like, you know. Everything. Did my man say ethnic models? person is some executive you know mm-hmm. got behind the scenes guys who i don't recognize it's a high-end crowd very high-end crowd. no joke there's maybe a hundred people i mean it is intimate just serious i have serious no business party. being there sure. i'm trying to find the bathroom mm-hmm. i have on the bathroom and i just kind of like go down a flight of stairs and now i'm in like inner windings of the mansion so i get lost and i'm in like maze of rooms yeah. now i'm looking for the bathroom the door and in that room there are first of all let's just establish how this man just violated like do you know, like, if you're in certain people's houses, like, if there's a party going on, if they find you in, like, the other part, if they find you in the other side of the house, like, if you're upstairs by somebody's stash of money, niggas will beat you the fuck up. Does this man not realize that he has violated? Like, do that shit in the black party, man. Do that shit in the black party. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You gonna end up missing. You know, right? Like, what's this nigga doing? Like, yo, 
Hey, yo, yo, this dude's upstairs. Everybody run upstairs. Like, yo, what you doing, man? My stash is here. They're going to have you empty your pockets. They're going to rip your pockets up. Then they're going to warm up your ribs. You know what I'm saying? They're going to warm up your ribs. They're going to tear you up. This nigga thought it was sweet. This nigga's just moving around and diddy mansion parties. Like, this shit's crazy. A bunch of men. Mm-hmm. And they're all... Whoa, 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 whoa. We got to bring that back. Wait, 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 wait. Did this nigga fall into the back rooms? Pause. This nigga's in the back rooms. This is the homosexual back rooms. The Batiman back rooms. Allegedly. Hold up. Because you, it happened. No, no, no. So nothing alleged about this. Okay. It is alleged. I went to a party on Star Island in Miami where P. Diddy has a private residence. I had no business being there. Mm-hmm. I was with a famed uh, house producer who was departing. Sure. And I will keep his name out of it because everyone there was taking actually It was basically me and like beautiful like ethnic models mm-hmm. like kind of stumbling around. It's like, you know, it's all like you know, my man is telling me that like, you know, every third person is some executive. Mm-hmm. You know, got behind the scenes guys who I don't recognize. It's a high end crowd. Very high end. Right. No joke. There's maybe 100 people. Mm-hmm. And it is intimate. So serious. First of all, I want to know who this guy is and how he got there. That's a question. I never heard of this guy. So my thing is, was it somebody he knew that brought him along? And then the person that brought him along knew Diddy? Questions need to be answered. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Being there. Sure, I'm trying to find the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I can't find the bathroom, and I just kind of like go down a flight of stairs, and now I'm in like inner windings of the mansion. So I get lost, and I'm in like maze of rooms. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking for the bathroom, the door, and in that room there are a bunch of men, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of like very like Romanesque, like laying about, and you know, kind of like very like kind of leaning on each other. Okay. It was very a like regal lounge, very erotic. Okay, erotic. Yeah, like uh, like the drawings you would see of like old Greek. Yeah. Uh, so I look. So I have. I'm there for a very brief amount of time because I oh, clearly I'm not supposed to be in there. And I look. Who is lounging in my direct eye line? Puff Daddy mm-hmm. and Felix the House Cat. Famed house music producer. Yeah, no, I basically spooning each other. I swear to God, they're basically spooning and they're drinking of Hennessy and they're like sharing it, passing it back and forth. And everyone's talking. And everyone's just like talking. Yeah. As soon as I see them, I'm like, all men though. There's not all one men in this room. All men. And yeah. the minute I make eye contact with them, a like, gigantic bouncer comes over and says, "Get the fuck out." I'm nervous at all in like a Breaking Bad kind of way to me. Ah, 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 stop! Yo, stop! Nah, come on, bro. The freak off. Men only? I nay. I nay. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Check this out, man. And I know this sounded like I was about to do a 90s hip hop track. But listen, check this out. What did Kevin Hart talk? Not Kevin Hart. Why do I get these two mixed up? What did Cat Williams talk about? About going to those parties and going into the wrong fucking room? Doesn't this story sound a little similar? Maybe a coincidence. Maybe this guy's just trolling. Maybe this is all just made up. Maybe he heard Cat Williams have this story. Wink, wink. And he had, you know, a version to add to it himself. Maybe everything that we are told is a lie. people were going to be sent to your house or something like 100 because i'd be a little nervous see now what, what i'm doing to combat that yeah. is by talking about it publicly on the um, podcast yeah because this will come back right yeah. right because yeah. i'm most safe if i talk about it publicly that's so crazy right as you heard for yourself this comedian claims that diddy was spooning with another man spooning. he even claims that he is now in fear of diddy's retaliation 
Even a popular Vine creator claims to have had a relationship with Diddy very similar to the rest. Jay Versace claims that Diddy had invited him to his mansion at the heights of his career. Jay made these allegations under a post that showed women jumping on Diddy's massive outdoor bed, where Jay Yo. claimed Diddy had him bent over that same bed. It's clear to me that Diddy learned these Yo. activities from Whoa, whoa, wild. Who was the one who initiated him into the industry. Something else that Clive Davis seems to have taught Diddy is how to get rid of artists that become problematic. Damn. Some people online believe that Clive Davis took out some of his artists that he was having problems with, one being Whitney Houston. It's pretty much- Bam. Cliffhanger, okay? Well, this ain't a cliffhanger. We're just gonna make this segment one because I know we're not even halfway through this. Well, we're halfway through it now, actually. But um, we're just gonna make this a segment now <clears throat> so when I finish this up, this may be 30 minutes, 45, and this will be just probably like an hour and 34 minute episode. Like I said, it is Thanksgiving night. Um, if y'all listening, I appreciate it. Um, shit's getting very spooky. All right. So stay tuned. This is just the end of segment one, segment two on the way going through this video by the truth is. Segment two, man, we're going through this. Very sketchy, weird thing going on. Uh, allegedly, <coughs> this content creator, the truth is, which I believe I'm subscribed to them because they this this bring up a lot of weird stories, and some of these stories have a lot of coincidences. I'm not a person who would just outwardly say I believe a lot of this, but there's a lot of coincidences, and I think it's very. It's very easy to dismiss certain things, but if there's enough, not evidence, but if there's enough coincidences where it's like, oh, that's weird. Oh, this person that had a problem with him died, self -gun, uh, self-inflicted gunshot wound. This person gets his car blown up. Um, this person gets hanged off of a balcony. It's like, all right, maybe, maybe this guy, you know, he's maybe he's mobbed up. You know, Diddy's mobbed up. It's that dirty money. Diddy. All right, let me stop. We going right back into this. All right. Um, <laughs> this shit's wild. I'm telling you. It's well known that Whitney Houston passed from substances. But according to some people online, this wasn't what happened at all. Some people believe that Clive had Whitney taken out for his benefit as Whitney was aging out and being replaced with a younger artist, Brandy. People believe that Clive had people... Now, there's another rumor, and let me know what y'all think about this, right? And I kind of, I try to connect the dots on just nonsensical shit just because. So, there's a rumor that Whitney Houston was actually taken out because she owed a dealer money, but that dealer was also tied to Clyde Davis. Not saying that this is true or not, not saying that Whitney being killed is even true. We're just exercising that ability to think. Now... While she was dead, while she was, while she died, Clyde Davis is downstairs celebrating. Some people believe that numerology has a lot to do with it. And I don't get too deep into that. That's just real spooky shit. Like numerology and shit like that. I don't get too deep into that. But what I'll say is this. There's a lot of weird shit going on. All right. A lot of weird shit.
up to Winnie's hotel room and take her out, making it appear like a substance-related situation. This theory was actually backed up by an investigator who claims Whitney was taken out by high-end dealers who she owed $1.5 million to. This investigator claimed he found defensive wounds on Whitney, stating it was no way she took herself out. What's even stranger is that when it was reported that Whitney had passed, they told Clive Davis, who was hosting a pre-Grammy party at the very same hotel Whitney was found in. Clive was alerted about Whitney's passing before the party began and still decided to host a massive party, almost appearing like he was celebrating the fact that she had been taken out. What makes this entire situation even stranger is that two days before Whitney had passed away, she crashed an interview between Brandy and Clive Davis, handing Brandy a secret note. No one knows. Now, also, <coughs> I know of this situation. <coughs> I know of this situation for sure. There was a content creator. You can still find his podcast today, but I think he's on. I think he's on Spreaker. For people who ever heard of Spreaker, I used to have a podcast on there too. Um, Spreaker, <coughs> Yash Corral, right? Y A S H. Q-A-R-A-A-H. Yash Kara. Israelite brother. Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me, man. Yeah, he's an Israelite brother, right? And um, <coughs> this is going back to like... When I started listening to his shit was probably like 2010, 2011. And he was bringing up the mansion parties. I'm telling y'all right now. He was bringing up the mansion parties. <coughs> he was bringing up a lot of things with um, with Prince. He was bringing up a lot of things with Michael Jackson. He was bringing up a lot of things with Curtis uh, Curtis Redding, a lot of things with um, Sam Cooke, and a lot of these other people. Um, he was exposing this shit for a while, man, before people really caught on. A lot of the same people that are now, you know, suspicious about the Diddy situation, you had people exposing this shit years ago. Now... The mystery of a guy like Yash Kara is this. <coughs> the story that he has was he was trying to get into the music business and his music, for what he says, had a sort of Prince soul vibe to it. And this was back in like the late 70s, 80s, shit like that, right? And allegedly he said that Prince or the people that were involved at whatever label that he was involved in was able to take his music and Prince just used it. That's the rumor. Now, all of these record labels, right? You notice they never really die on on good terms. Like, in, in other words, meaning Michael Jackson was dealing with Sony before everything he had happened to him, happened to him. Uh, Prince Roger Nelson wrote Slave on the side of his face to show that how the execs and the people in the industry treated him as an artist. 
which is why he became the artist formerly known as, because they had power to his name. Um, when all these things are taking place, people can just mistake it like, oh, okay. But then if you have Michael Jackson going out in public saying that Tommy Mottola is the devil, who was the head of um, Sony at the time, probably still is now, who knows? <clears throat> that that was a big deal. Um, immediately, the allegations come up, whether true or false, the pedophilia allegations come up, accusations um, the case that involved that when Michael Jackson comes up. Um, what was the other one? Oh, he's addicted to drugs. He's addicted to something. And, and now he's dead. The doctor, uh, you know, you can look up the doctor if you want. I'm not going to mention too much. A lot of sketchy, a lot of sketchy shit is going on with a lot of these celebrities who die under mysterious circumstances. And it is rumored that Clive Davis is the person involved, allegedly what this note stated but it is believed it was a warning to brandy to watch out for clive i think i should take a deeper look into what happened to whitney if that is something you guys want to see comment whitney below whitney wasn't the only artist that passed mysteriously while being signed to clive davis as lisa left eye lopez also oh. passed mysteriously while i swear to god guys i did not listen to this um before him i mentioned lisa left eye only because of her mysterious circumstances of death um, and there was a weird, I think it's on VH1. There was a VH1 documentary that talked about it. Um, it was this documentary about Lisa left eye, beautiful woman, right? No bat shit. Crazy. She burned a nigga's house down. So, you know, that bitch can't be trusted. Very beautiful though. Very artistic. Um, and she was acting and I remember watching this shit. It's almost weird talking about it now. Um, I was watching this shit going, wow, you know, this is weird because she's like talking about death and what's to come after all of this. And, you know, you know, was it all worth it? And she was talking like that, which it sounds like regret, but it also sounds like she was anticipating something. It, it was a very eerie documentary. A lot of TLC fans, I know y'all 40 something year old women, y'all probably seen it, know what I'm talking about. It's a very weird documentary. And like I said, I think it was VH1 that did it. And it really, it talked about the death during the time. Um, the million dollar question for me always was, how exactly did Video Hits 1 get the idea to film Lisa Left Eye? Was there a reason behind it? And I don't remember. It was just very suspicious. I don't know. Signed under Clive. Many people believe what happened to Lisa was for sure linked to Clive. If we look at Diddy, he seems to have the same problem. His artists and people around them seem to pass away mysteriously. Just like we saw with Biggie, Kim Porter, and even what's alleged he did to Tupac. I'm sorry, I'm a little yeah. upset about it because I'll be sure it just came out as coma. I've been talking to Al, we've been texting back and forth, and I'm just glad that he's alive to text. But when you think about Kim, I was thinking to myself the other day, Uptown Records started with five people. Andre Harrell, I'll be sure, Heavy D, and Puffy. And Kim was the longest working employee. He was there from the very beginning. Andre's personal assistant. Kim is dead. Heavy D is dead. Damn. Andre Harrell is dead. The only two left are Puffy and Al. And I almost like, 
Isn't it interesting? Heavy D was fed face down in the heart attack. Andre Harrell. Heart attack. Kim. Right from the moon. It's obvious to me that he was taught everything he knows by Clive Davis. These <clears throat> now, this is just me, right? Because I don't know this for sure, so I'm never going to take a side of something, even if it's someone who was close to Diddy. Because what would be, what would be their reason of exposing Diddy, right? Now, I think people like Jaguar Wright wants to actual, actually see justice. I think Jaguar Wright would, would be the perfect woman to be that one at the forefront. Um, any other woman, including Cassie, we all know, you know, if it comes down to it, they'll just take a settlement. And hey, all power to them. But at the same time, if you're saying this is about women who are abused and all this, you would actually want to see justice. That being said, I think this is just opening a huge can of worms. And I think for Diddy's sake, um, you know, it's it's damage control time. You know, what can he do to sort of like save face? Not just not just in the fact of I'm saying that he's straight up guilty. Even if this was all just BS, and I'm not saying it is, even if this was all BS and it was all about getting money, Diddy would still be looked at as guilty for the settlement to begin with. So it's damage control time. And and, and a lot of people that are close to Diddy are now being exposed. Jamie Foxx, who's been seen with pictures, hugged up with Diddy on multiple occasions. Jamie Foxx, do I need to explain Jamie Foxx? In Living Color, he was very comfortable, dressed up like a bitch. He's one of the people who went along with the homosexual ritual in Hollywood, where you have to dress like a female, you gotta cross-dress to make it to the next level. He did that, he made it to the next level. Oh, this isn't true. Okay, Martin Lawrence, Big Mama's House, look it up, stupid. He did that, made it to the next level. And that was right after the bad boy trend, because his his... His credit, not his credibility, but his star power was fading away. So they're like, hey, we got we got a door for you to walk through. Put on this dress. You're going to play a woman. It's going to be a comedy. Everyone's going to love it. And you're going to make money. And many people, just because they just don't give a shit like that, they're like, fuck it. It's a movie. Um, another example, Tyler Perry, Medea was known specifically for the character Medea. I don't think he ever, Tyler Perry ever played on, maybe, and I grew up, and I'm going to be real with y'all, I grew up, well, not even, well, yeah, I grew up pretty much going over a friend's house and their mom just sitting down watching a Tyler Perry um, play. And I'm not going to lie, a lot of the shit is entertaining. I'm not going to bullshit y'all. It's just, the nigga in the dress. I'm like, yo, who's the nigga in the dress? I used to, that's what I always used to say. And she's like, yeah, that man, that man's responsible for all that. I'm like, oh, word? I'm like, oh, okay. But it, but it was weird because when it took off, right? When he took off, you really never seen him in a film playing himself or playing a man for that matter. He's always the Medea character. This is the ritual, man. This is how they got uh, Kevin Hart 
Kevin Hart said, yeah, I'm never going to wear a dress. That goes against my, my brand, my character, and all that. They had that nigga wearing a dress on Saturday Night Live not too long after. Nigga, they own you. Okay. <laughs> allegedly. 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 Disturbing tactics were passed down to him by this exec. So when we look at what Diddy is accused of doing to Cassie, we know where it comes from. Diddy sold this soul years ago in that office to Clive Davis on his knees. Clive made him a monster and taught Diddy the evil that he's using today. The evil that Cassie and many others have to deal with. Cassie isn't the only girlfriend Diddy had that has come out and exposed him, as another secret girlfriend by the name of Gina said very similar things about him. Gina claims that she had a secret relationship with Diddy while he was with Cassie. She claims the same things Diddy did to Cassie, he also did to her, claiming that Diddy would routinely put hands on- I find this hard to believe. This is why I say this. I find this hard to believe because Diddy know Cassie since she was 19. He was 37. They made, they definitely had an on and off thing. I wouldn't even say it was a real relationship. <clears throat> and I said this before and I want to explain it, what I mean by this. Because I know it probably sounds crazy when I first said it. Diddy looked at Cassie as... His his property, his sex slave. That's why sex trafficking is mentioned a lot, and her doing things against her will, and her being sort of intoxicated by the drugs and the alcohol, and her needing to do that in order to sort of cancel out all the fuckery she's participating in. For him to have that power to go from one woman to the next woman to the next woman, if more women pop up like this, it will almost feel as if things are made up. And the reason I say this is, what are these no-name people finally coming out for now? And, and and the reason I say this is because it's not that Diddy is not vulnerable. He's, he's at a vulnerable state. But, you know... A billionaire, I don't know. I mean, it's not, he's not going to be facing any jail time. He's just going to face a lot of scrutiny. And sometimes the scrutiny is bad enough. You know, the scrutiny can cause you to lose dollars, lose trust with people. And much more. He even claimed that he tried to force an abortion and tried to pay her off to do it. Gina came out and claimed all of this way before Cassie, but it remained under wraps because of Diddy's power. Diddy has so much power, and we have been seeing him demonstrate that power. Nobody except for DJ Academics has really been talking about Diddy in Shout this out to him, situation. Man. And I believe yo. Academics is only. Shout out to DJ Academics, yo. Oh, shit. Covering it because he is scared of Diddy after he came at him a few times over his beef with Saucy Santana. Ack even claims that Diddy invited him to a party where Ack thought Diddy was trying to set him up. I think Diddy tried to lie me on some Tupac shit. Like, yo, real talk. Like, I, you. Yo, I think Diddy tried to pack me. Yo, Jack, I can't even say on you. You. Protect Ack at all costs, man. Jersey in the building, man. Fuck out of here. Fuck you talking about. Jersey in the motherfucking building. Protect Act at all costs. This is a PSA to Jersey niggas. To the chat niggas worldwide. Protect Act at all costs. Diddy Dirty Money is not playing. All right. I'm a nobody. So, you know, 
I can get away with saying this shit. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, protect DJ academics at all costs, guys. This nigga is going against the grain for real, for real. And I'm gonna tell you something, man, straight up. All the people that that talk shit about act like, oh, he only talks about women. He only goes hard on women. I don't know what the fuck y'all niggas been listening to. He was friends, and he still considers himself friends with Six Nine. He went over his whole entire testimony. Had a five-hour stream about him. That's his friend. He keeps it one hundred, right? Everybody else, they don't want to talk about this shit. 50, the only person that I know, and in the music, like in hip hop, like a, like a top hip hop nigga, like 50, he's the only one that brought up the stories. We heard Exhibit brought up a couple stories. Um, not, not a lot of people, but there's a lot of energy. People sense that energy. And out of all the people, the fact that academics is the one that's going, hey, man, fuck it. I got to talk about this shit. You know, salute to him because a lot of these other guys, including Joe Button, Joe Button mentioned it a little bit, but you can tell he didn't want to go any further. He didn't want to open that uh, Pandora's box. So the other night, Diddy out here doing some, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, whatever. So anyway, we trying to find somewhere to go. They say, yo, call, come in, say, yo, Diddy sent a personal invite for a big act. To come pull up with him, I'm like, yo, yo, yo out of yeah. the back door, but it sounds like a front door type of thing. Like, yo, this is mad direct. Like, yo, tell Playboy to come party with me. Like, hold on now. Now, see, now this is a thing, and I think <clears throat> it's going to be tough for academics. I think a couple years from now, and this is the reason why he's reaching a point to where. The artist is reaching out. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the artist is reaching out to him now. Like, yo, I need you to, you know, promote this album. Or I need you to, you know, promote this single that I got. You know what I'm saying? Or let me be let me be in a mixtape. Alright? Let me be in the album. Hey, yo, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know what the fuck this bitch was doing, what she was thinking. This hoe just walked up to my car, opened the fucking door. What the fuck is going on here? Yo. Anyway. Yo, that's crazy. That just caught me off guard. That really caught me off guard. But the problem with academics with the problem that academics is going to have is he's already in that point to where people see him as a industry nigga he's a, even though the people that listen to him like i've listened to this nigga for like since like 2013 right i don't look at him as a quote-unquote street nigga or not a street nigga or an industry nigga but when you have a Spotify deal worth millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, allegedly, I I don't know if this is true or not, but if you have a, if you have a Spotify deal worth millions of dollars, all right, you are an industry nigga. Now you may not associate with industry niggas as an industry nigga, but you are an industry nigga. What I'm saying is what I'm trying to say is 
whether Diddy was on some weirdo shit or not, academics is in that position. He's he's literally in that position, right? As pretty much a figure that everybody knows in hip hop. Comes to hip hop, people mention academics. People mention academics. People mention No Jumper. Um, maybe a few mention Breakfast Club. Maybe even fewer mention Hot 97. But right now, it's really academics. So Diddy telling Ack, like, hey, you know, come check out my party. If you out here, you know, it could be suspicious. But at the same time, Ack is in that position. Now, I didn't know that Diddy owned Revolt. I had no idea that Diddy owned Revolt. And there was something else that he owned. He owned something else, like, but he owns Revolt. Um, that's, I think, the only black-owned um, um, hip-hop media or some shit like that. Something major, though. He owns that. Maybe it could have been a proposition for a Revolt. Maybe Who knows what it could have been. But the fact that Ack at the time was also at the time talking about the situation with Cassie. Yeah, this looks like a lineup trying to line my nigga Ack up. Like, hold on now. (laughs) It's obvious that Ack is speaking out to keep Diddy from coming after him as he knows that Diddy would look suspicious if he takes Ack out right now after he was talking about him. Diddy is showing his gatekeeper power right as this situation is happening. In my opinion, I still heavily believe this is only happening to Diddy because he tried to stand up to the elite. Like I mentioned in the last video, this all started to happen to Diddy after he decided to sue Ciroc for racial discrimination back in July of this year. He then sued the parent company that owned Ciroc, Diego, for what he alleged was unlawful retaliation, claiming the company was after him, trying to ruin him after this disagreement. While Diddy is extremely powerful and connected, those who own Diego are the ones above him with way more power. This entire situation is a battle between a gatekeeper and the real elite of the world. I believe the situation is only going to get worse for Diddy unless he decides to back down in the fight with the elite. Another person who recently had a battle with the elite was Kanye, and we all saw how that ended. Kanye fell back in place, apologized, and went back to business with a... Odd, isn't it? Isn't that odd? Did anybody notice that about Kanye? And look, man, I I have my same opinions about about it, really. It's like, well, every once in a while, you got to rebel. But if you're still under control, man, you're still under control. You can't rebel against a system that created you. See, Kanye doesn't realize that he's in a system that created him, created his name. Right. When you decide to go against these people, well, they'll take away your deal. Look at, I mean, look at Kanye West, right? Adidas gone, Gap gone. Um, what was that? What bank was that? I forgot what bank it was, but a bank said, yeah, we can no longer do business with you. You said too many things about our Jewish brethren. You cannot deal with us anymore, sir. He fell off for a bit, <clears throat> came back briefly. I remember he was talking about uh, this page that he had of all the Jewish people who allegedly own, you know, a majority of what's on television, which shouldn't be no surprise to people. Um, the origins of Hollywood, 
Look that up. There's a documentary on that on YouTube. Um, how the Jews pretty much created and influenced what we know now to be Hollywood. I don't know why people will say that's anti-Semitic if there's actual evidence. Let's just be honest there. I'm not saying these people should die because they own shit, but it's just noteworthy. You see what I mean? Clive Davis. I'm pre- I believe Clive Davis is Jewish. I believe. All right. Um, Madonna. Just mention names. But they have their, um, what do they call that? Um, it's a variation of it, but it's not really Judaism. It's, um, oh, fuck. What? It's uh, they, the Kabbalah and all that shit, right? They're, they're on a different level, even in terms of like uh, religion and beliefs. It's used as sort of a shield. If you notice, a lot of a lot of the industry people they wear crosses, and some people will say, "Well, why do they wear crosses if they if they don't believe in God?" And you know, a cross people have to understand that a cross is just a symbol. Um, some people will even say that Jesus himself wasn't even hung on a cross; he was hung on a tree. But I don't know if that's a fucking true thing or not, but some people do say we all have our cross to bear and the cross is, of course, metaphysical. So maybe that's what the cross that he was carrying, the cross of the sins of the world, the cross and to bear. And listen, I don't want to go too deep, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. Um, in this situation, uh, a lot of booty bandits is, 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 is in the building. I mean, it's been like this for years. It's finally coming out. People are paying attention and it's weird. If Diddy doesn't do the same, he would end up in jail or worse. For the longest, people heard rumors of Diddy's evil. But now these rumors are being confirmed. And Diddy is finally being exposed. We are seeing the magnitude of Diddy's evil and just how far he is willing to go. It's being alleged that he held Wale over a balcony for doing a song (laughs) with Cassie. It was also rumored that he made Kid Cudi's car go boom for dating Cassie. All of this shows how Diddy gets down in the industry. Something I did find strange was a psychic by the name of Sloan Bella who based... I find it interesting, and I don't. I don't take anything that this guy is saying to be a hundred percent at all. Not even seventy five percent real. But it's funny how somebody can take Cassie, the person who was essentially seen as the victim, take her completely out of the picture and just say, "Hey, Diddy's evil." That's weird to me. This video was long. Video pretty much didn't say much about Cassie if y'all paid attention. It only talked about what Diddy allegedly did in the past and all of the rumors. So like I said, in the beginning of going through this, right, I didn't want to go through this as if this was just concrete evidence. This is just more of a more perspectives from other people. I think sort of. I would say like the Christianity, the Christianity club when it comes to this, well, these people are all evildoers and all this other shit, right? Cool, whatever. Um, they'll never talk about T.D. Jakes. They'll never talk about uh, Eddie Long. They'll never talk about Creflo Dollar who asked for money for a jet. They'll never talk talk about these te- televangelist people who, you know, fraud and, and, and corrupt the word of God every Sunday that they step into that church. But y'all talk about hip hop. Weird. 
it's always weird when like the gossip, the gossip, not the gossip, the gospel. It's funny how gospel and gossip sound the same. Isn't that funny? Isn't that weird? Gossip, gospel. It's pretty much what it is. Every Sunday, Sunday services. Um, It's funny how sort of the gospel crowd had to use hip hop as a way to get kids to Christ and shit like that. Like they had to use the same thing that they go against. And that was always something that never made sense to me. Like, yeah, if you're saying that music is bad, why are you making music similar? Well, this music just doesn't have cussing. So what does that mean? Are you righteous because you don't cuss? What what sins are you exempt from in that situation? Well, I'm a Christian. Okay, so? You cuss when nobody else is around, and you cuss when you're amongst yourself, but because you don't cuss publicly, you are just exempt from, you know, sin? Stupid. Don't make sense. But this shit here, you know, I want to go through that other video too. Fuck it. We did under an hour last, so let's exit that. Let's get rid of the sound. Let's go back to the YouTubes, okay? Like I said, once again, Thanksgiving night. It is uh, 8.56 p.m., by the way. I don't know when I'm going to have this. I'm going to upload this directly after I'm done. Um, Let's see, man. Let me go to my history because I want to go back to that one. Clive Davis issues stern message about Diddy. Wow. More ads. I forgot. This is why I exited this shit out the first time. They had this nigga. They got this nigga at Wawa. This Wawa ad. They got a nigga cooning, right? He's he's really cooning, right? And um, he has this little latte, whatever homosexual beverages these people drink. No disrespect to homosexuals, but it's just a very non-masculine beverage. Um, he's drinking it, and he just gets up and starts dancing and shit. Starts cutting a rug, real coon shit. He's a black. He's a black donut. I remember uh, a while ago I talked about this briefly, how offended I am that every McDonald's commercial, they have like a niggified McDonald's commercial where they'll play this like slapping. It, it, the, the, the shit that they play, though, is slaps. Whatever whatever uh, producer in the background who puts the music in the background, the shit slaps. But it's always niggified shit. Like, yeah, chicken nuggets, McDonald's. And they show they show a black dude with his eyes bugged out like, 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 like a minstrel show. It's real bad. They, they make blacks look terrible. And black people go along with it. Like, sure, we'll bug our eyes out. Like, niggas, stop. What are you doing? Put the chicken wing down. Why are you eating a fucking watermelon on camera? What is going on? And why are you tap dancing? See, that, that's the shit that happens. They, they, they get niggas to do dumb shit. They get them to do stupid shit. And, and, and they look back. They laugh at it. They go, oh, yeah. We got this nigga over here jigging, cutting the rug for a check. You know what I'm saying? They get a kick out of it. I think they get a kick out of it. The McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, niggified. Um, is the, the next thing you're going to see is niggas crip walking, blood walking, niggas throwing up sets in a McDonald's commercial. It's coming. Like, they, they're running out of ideas at this point. Shit is crazy, man. Here's an interesting angle. Booty about Some suggest Booty that Clive might have had deeper connections with these artists before either letting them go or not signing them at all. Booty the about Clive and Diddy Association has been a topic for a while, and Clive hasn't dismissed these whispers. 
Diddy, on the other hand, has remained money? quiet about these speculations. Is that Clive has money? a track record of assisting new musicians in getting their start, including Diddy. He played a significant role in launching Bad Boy Records and providing financial support for years. Damn, sure, there have been questions about Diddy's preferences, but we can't know Is for certain unless money? he comes forward and addresses them officially. Now that Diddy has achieved immense success, Clive steps in to reveal some potentially unsettling truths about how Diddy interacts with his young rappers. It's curious, isn't it? Maybe there's a hint of jealousy or something else driving Clive's actions. But let's not linger on speculations. It's time to plunge into the main subject. Teddy got this. <laughs> swirl that Diddy... Yo! Yo, how this nigga was dancing back in the day? How didn't y'all, like, pick this shit up, like, a while back? Like, because when, when I was listening to hip-hop, when Biggie was still alive, and right before, um, right before Pac died is when I started really listening to hip-hop. So I never really had a chance to really analyze and look at how niggas was moving. Like, niggas was moving crazy. They had, they got this one performance, Diddy just comes out on stage just bopping. I'm just like, yo, what is this? Zesty, man. There's a lot of pep in the man's step, just saying. Diddy and Tupac might have shared a closer relationship in the past. Adding to the intrigue, Gene Deal, a former bodyguard, has some amusing and eyebrow-raising stories to tell about Diddy's moments. For instance, Gene once spotted Diddy and another rapper slipping out of the room while clad only in bathrobes. Uh-huh. Yep, you read that right. The story keeps coming, shedding light on aspects of Diddy's life that are less frequently talked about. Puff and Ja Rule runs out the room. You got his towel. Ja you. That's the rapper. That's the that's the rapper that I mentioned. I'm glad that I didn't mention the name. This man mentioned the name. Gene Dill, bodyguard of Puffy, all the fuckery nonsense. He knows about it. He's the guy to go to. Um, depending on how this episode goes within the next couple of days, cause I know I got, I got off the next couple of days. If this gets a lot of views tomorrow or like tomorrow night, I will probably go over an interview with Gene Dill, him talking about the situations that he's seen rather than just the videos. Cause the videos are good because there's some information that can be verified. There's other information that's just speculation, right? To get a person's perspective who was actually around this man, right? He was around this man for most of the time. Is more, I think it's more solid. It's still, I, I still won't take anybody's word for it because like there's nothing laid out. There's no real evidence that people that were there, it, it can be a lot of factors. Oh, this guy is jealous of Diddy or whatever. So I always allow that to also be a possibility. Grabbing this towel, they bought the naked. And so then... Uh, the former bodyguard claims that Diddy embraced romance with an enthusiasm that knew no boundaries. From women to men, Diddy allegedly explored whatever connection sparked his interest before and after the heart-wrenching passing of Kim Porter. While Kim was still around, Diddy's whirlwind of activity... She was nice looking. She looked. She looks a lot like... She has sort of a Nia Long look facially, especially when she smiles. She looks a lot like Nia Long. Nia Long, top five uh, period, in my opinion. No arguments. 
So a lot of older broads that I put in those categories just out of bias. Uh, um, Shakira, another one, you know, can't can't go wrong. Um, yeah, she has a she has a very like Nia Long look to her. Activities reportedly included heartfelt prayers and everything in between. He uh he was with every chick, every dude, whoever he wanted to whoa, be with. You whoa, know, it was a lie. Whoa, 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 allegedly. But hold on to your seat. Fifty. Diddy's pursuit of musical 50. harmony wasn't limited to melodies alone. The man set his sights on male musicians and rappers with a fervor that bordered on legendary. 50. He even aimed his arrows at none other than 50 Cent himself. 50. However, 50 Cent's response was a resounding no, revealing that not all invitations are accepted without scrutiny. Among these tales lies an amusing narrative of Diddy's attempt to lure 50 Cent into a shopping escapade. Yet 50 Cent saw right through the facade, leaving Diddy's intentions flapping in the wind. I get uncomfortable. Like he said, he said something to me one time, a long time ago. Oh, at Chris Knighty's wedding, he told me he'd take me shopping. I looked at him like, what the, what the, what you just say? Whoa. <laughs> Let yeah. me move, man, before I do something. You're going to make me mess up the wedding. Oh, that's oh, a nice. 50. Yo, yeah, 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah. Street nigga. He ain't with that. He ain't playing a, a booty about modern games. All right. He from Jamaica, Queens. Booty about man. All right. Jamaica, Queens. You dig? Uh, home of, uh, shit, legends. Supreme team. Hold on. Just, a, yeah, legends. All right. Goons. Gesture. Let me go. get out. No, dude, take me there. Sit with a guy says to I asked 50 about that. And he said you did the same thing to him. You asked him to take him shopping. Yeah, I thought he needed some clothes. <laughs> Yo, my nigga. Yo. Yo. What? I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Yo, wait, why are you in <laughs> Hey, yo. And now let's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What the... Ship the spotlight to Usher, Cooney. who provides a sneak oh, to the enigmatic oh, puffy flavor cake. Oh, it's here that Usher discovered <laughs> the flavor camp. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, nay. Flavor camp? Did he? Known crazy exploration parties, and substances, all while he was just a teen, with youthful curiosity and inebriation mixing into a heady concoction. Yeah, but you were 13. What were you I saying? I went there to see the lifestyle. Right. And, and I saw it. And it was, and it was <laughs> but I don't know if I could indulge and understand what I was even looking at. It was, it was pretty wild. It was, so nobody it was tried. In an astonishing twist, Diddy himself casually mentioned waking up next to Usher, invoking a <laughs> sense of brotherhood that spanned from childhood to more recent times. They're yo, yo, <laughs> We gotta skip this ad. You dig? Fuck out of here. It's a brotherhood that spanned from childhood to more recent times. Their relationship might have started with a squabble over breakfast cereal, but its evolution oh. is nothing short of fascinating. Even Wendy Williams, the outspoken media personality, has weighed in on this topic. All right, so here's here's a story that I've heard uh, surrounding this. 
So apparently Diddy went to some beach or some shit and the guys that was with him at the beach played a trick on him where, you know, they go behind a nigga and they pull his pants down, which by the way, that's gay as fuck. I don't understand. Even though that may not be looked at as gay to some people, like that's just weird. Why would you pull another man's pants down? Like for real, like that's just weird, right? Anyway, one of the guys that was with Diddy, that was close to Diddy, who knows, pulled his pants down and one of the bitches that was there filmed it and took a picture of it. And the picture looks suspect because it will show Diddy with his pants down in front of men, smiling and all this other shit. They sent that picture to Wendy Williams and Diddy was not having it. Before she became a TV icon, she was a bold radio host in New York City. During her days as the go-to source for city gossip, she often hinted that Diddy might be gay. But something interesting oh, happened in 2017. Oh. Williams and Diddy patched things up when he appeared on her show. I know I upset many folks, you included, but here we are, coming full circle. Let's have a grown-up talk, declared the talk show host, known for stirring controversy. She then offered an apology for her previous remarks and actions. Yet amidst the whirlwind of revelations, one thread remains. The intrigue surrounding Diddy's connection with Clive. Was it a partnership based on ambition or something deeper? Could Clive's influence have paved the way for Diddy's ascent in the music industry? It's a tantalizing question that adds an extra layer to the narrative. As the tale unfolds, the spotlight shines on the persistent rumors about Diddy's pronouns orientation. Whoa. Some argue that if these whispers were untrue, Diddy would have swiftly silenced them. Curiously, Diddy has been prompt in clarifying matters involving women, leaving us pondering why he's mum about these particular rumors. Despite their long association, Diddy and Clyde managed to keep their relationship status veiled in mystery. But their action speaks volumes, leaving little room for doubt about the depth of their connection. But a lot of fans and regular folks are starting to believe that these two might have actually been more than just friends. The buzz is getting louder with rumors that Diddy himself might have said that they were in a relationship. But here's the interesting part. Some people are saying he might have said that because he felt like he had to in order to make Bad Boy Records a big hit. And mm. guess what? One of the fans went on Twitter and said something that really caught attention. The real Puff Daddy just stood up and said an old white man named Clive Davis forced him into a gay relationship to start Bad Boy Records. They had a relationship for over five years. How can an old white man force a bad boy to do gay acts? Unbelievable. Do you agree with Clive's side of the story? Let us know in the comment. Yo, crazy. Booty bud, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Wild, wild zesty, man. Wild zesty, fam. Wild zesty, fam. Gotta say that. Uh, Before I wrap this shit up, you know, officially, Thanksgiving nighttime excursion thanksgiving night operation um I, I wanted to go oh yeah that's right i wanted to check something briefly i wanted to see if hassan campbell went live so he said he was supposed to go live two hours ago the aftermath retaliation is a must p diddy cassie in the music industry oh my god man saving this for later oh i'm watching this as soon as i get in the house man Finished playing uh, GTA 4. What was I playing before that? 
Oh, I was trying to play uh, Cyberpunk, but then I realized, like, the only reason I want to play it is to get back into the action, but there's, like, a shitload of dialogue, and there's a button, like, you know, you can push B to skip. I didn't know that you can go in the options and just hold B, and it'll just, like, fast forward through the whole shit, but even that's just a pain in the ass, so. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoy the holiday. Hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Um, it's fun only because for me, I'm just kind of going through what's already been gone through and just giving my opinion, my reaction. Not that it really means anything. Um, shout out to the truth is matter of fact, let me make sure I have that name correctly for the people. Actually, let me go back again. Um, binge central was responsible for the clock one of the Clive Davis videos we went through directly on YouTube. Um that's right, I'm looking for um truth is, right? Or is it the truth is or truth is? Let's find out briefly. Um I hate this shit. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about the Jamie Foxx situation next. Only because it's just interesting to see all these celebrities kind of be exposed. And it's kind of this weird domino effect. Yeah, the uh, channel is called The Truth Is. We also have Will, Will Smith is being exposed for his sinister past. That takes what's That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow at one o'clock. Let me stop playing and subscribe to this channel. I find a lot of the things on there to be interesting. Um, yeah, the channel is called The Truth Is. Also, Binge Central, responsible for the content of this episode. Uh, the Truth Is with two hundred forty-six thousand subscribers. And yeah, we might. Let me uh hit the notification bell for that video. We might go through Will Smith. I'm thinking Will Smith and maybe Jamie Foxx. Then again, I might go through, you know, some more Crash Out Coliseum type of episodes. Oh, and by the way, check out the second channel for The Truth is called Truth Network. Truth Network. And that has 42.5 thousand subscribers. I just subbed to that myself. I'm looking at these videos, and these videos look very interesting. Um, the truth about Sexy Red's incident rise to fame, and they call her a industry plant. That might be something we go over in the future. Some shit about Scientology. Um, let me see. Uh, the dark truth about Joe Rogan. Wow. All right. I mean, this is going to be, you know, sort of a speculation, rumor type of type of ordeal. Just my opinion. But I still find it interesting. And then you got the dark, the dark truth about Kid Cudi. What do y'all think about that? I've been thinking about getting more, not into like music per se, like as in like musical artists, but more so like uh, topics of, you know, allegations and things like that, just to be a little bit more informative and just to try something different. Um... You know, politics as usual. You know what I'm saying? Politics as usual. 
Um, I'm just trying to figure out what I talk about, what I'll talk about tomorrow. I do know I want to talk about the, the Will Smith video that's here because, you know, that's going to be an interesting video. Um, there's some there's some really dark rituals in these music. I'm going to save that as well. I don't want to do like conspiracy theories, but I just want to briefly go over some of them just to explain either how oddly accurate some are and or just how bizarre they are. But, you know, I'm just going through uh, going through some possible ideas for future episodes, man. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoy your holiday. Be safe out there driving, you know, Black Friday. Uh, some people be out there going crazy. You know what I mean? Stay vigilant. Keep a pepper spray on you. Niggas try to get in your personal space. You know what I mean? Fuck the eyes up. If you got a taser, shock them. Do what you got to do. Because, um, you, know, uh, you know, Walmarts and all that. Best Buy gets very litty during uh, Black Fridays. Everywhere. But anyway, as I always say, in the meantime and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode Another edition of Thanksgiving edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.